0: Welcome to Ask the Preacher with Pastor Wayne Free. I was out of jail on bond, facing over a hundred years in prison, reaching for a gun to blow my brains out when God stopped me with a vision. I know what it is to be down and out. I know what it is to be up, and up is better. I told the Lord I was going to find out if the Bible was really true, and let me tell you, friend, that it is. The Bible is really true. Ask the Preacher, designed so that you can have your questions answered according to what the Bible says. Well, hello. This is Wing Freed, and we are live. I am live. This is, the, I think, the first time I've done a solo in all these years. I was here for 16 and a half years, but I don't think I ever did a program just by myself. But uh, that's where I am today, and so let's see how this works out. But the number in the studio is area code 863-682-1430. 682-1430. 1430. And uh, if you have a question or comment, we'd like to hear from you. Uh, May not have the answer to your question, but we can discuss it. I do want to jump right in by saying tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Tomorrow morning from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. all day long in Munn Park, right here in Lakeland, downtown Lakeland, there's going to be something called Give Thanks. And it's a music and uh, arts festival. And I really uh, would invite, like to invite you and encourage you to come. There's going to be a lot of people there, and uh, it's going to be a great event. And then, then also, just to throw this out there, um, we do something on, on the day of Halloween. We do not celebrate Halloween at Believer's Fellowship, and that's the church that my wife and I pastored for 40 years, and now my son and his wife are pastoring it and have been for four and a half years or so, doing a great job. This is hallelujah night is what we call it. And it's from 630 to 830 on October 31st at Believer's Fellowship Word of Faith Church. And uh, there'll be snow cones and cotton candy and popcorn and games and hay rides and a photo booth. And there's also going to be a Bible costume contest. People, young people, or anybody, huh dressing up in a bible costume so that is on october 31st but tomorrow at munn park is going to be the the music and the arts festival please come from 10 to 5 you can come and go it's open from 10 to 5 consistently and uh there's not just a starting and an ending time <clears throat> you know the last time i was talking to you a few weeks ago i talked about hell and that might seem to be negative to you, but uh, that is—it's really—it's truth. Truth makes you free. Uh, John eight thirty-two. Uh, he said in eight thirty-one, if you can, Jesus said it in 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 John eight thirty-one. If you continue, if you don't quit, if you continue in my word, then get that now. Listen, this is a this is deep. If you continue in my word, then. Are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. One preacher said, yeah, the truth you know and act upon, because James 1.22 says, be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Deceive your own self if you don't practice what you know. If you don't walk in the light you have, then your own heart will condemn you. And God doesn't give you more light until you walk in what you have. I could talk on that for a while, Uh, you know, as a pastor for those many years, plus I pastored before that, a little bit. But when, when you you got somebody you've been counseling, they come in uh, for the next counseling session, you say, Did you do what we told you and practiced, uh, discussed last week? And if they say no, if you're a real man of God, you say, Well, you just don't, don't just go, go back. We're not going to talk today. But if you're in it for some other immoral reason, you may sit down and take their money. But I want to tell you if people don't walk in the light they have, they're deceiving themselves and they're not going to grow. And they're not going to develop. They're not going to go to the next level. You know, in in Psalm 111.11, now think about that. If you ever saw City Slickers, remember the old guy. I don't remember his name. But um, he said one thing. One thing. He put his finger in the air, and he fell over dead. And they all talked about what's the one thing? What's the one thing? Well, I said all that to help you remember where this is found because this is drive time. A lot of people are in the car driving, and you don't have any way to write it down and remember it. But listen. It's Psalm one one one, semicolon. I mean colon. One one. It's all ones. It's one thing. It's the first thing. It's the most important thing. It is one thing. Now, when you get in your Bible, when you get home, and you go to Psalm one eleven eleven, you're going to find out that there is no such verse. Psalm one eleven eleven. But there is Psalm one eleven ten. It's the last verse of one hundred eleven song. So it says the beginning. Of wisdom is the fear of God, and he that keeps his commandments has a good understanding. Something like that. I'm not turning to it. I'm just quoting. But if if you keep his commandments, see, we live by faith four times. It says it in in the Bible. The just shall live by faith. Habakkuk two four. Romans one seventeen. Galatians three eleven. And Hebrews 10 38, the just shall live by faith, and faith comes only one way, and that's through the Word of God. Romans 10 13. So if you're not reading the Word, you're not going to have faith, because it's called the Word of Faith. Romans 10 8, the Word of Faith. And if you continue in God's Word, you will see. God keep his word. And when you do that, you will look back over your life, and I I don't mean it has to be so terribly long, but it's a principle that works short and long. You will look back and say, oh, now I understand. You have to live by faith. You have to practice what God said to do, whether you can see it, hear it, touch it, taste it, or smell it. The five senses have nothing to do with it. If the Bible says, like, for example, see there, oh, wow, i got so much stuff coming to me. You, 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 you take, uh, okay, okay, uh, Third John verse 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Three things, prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And then in Galatians 3.13, it says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a, a, a curse for us that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. Now, I could go on with that, and it's really good, but I have some other things. So let's, let's say this. It is important to God that, so important, that Jesus came and died on the cross, took the stripes of a whip on his back, 39 stripes, so that you and I, and then he went to hell in our place, he did that to redeem us from the curse of the law. Don't you think that it would be really wise of us? I mean, all the things going on in life, this should come to the forefront, and we should say, I want to know what I'm redeemed from. I want to know what was so important that Jesus came and bled and died and went to hell in my place so that I wouldn't have the curse of the law on me. What is it I'm freed from? Well, it's poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. The curse of the law is threefold. Remember, like, uh, Third John verse 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So the the curse, of the law, is found in Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight. The whole the whole chapter, the first fifteen chapters are really positive, like God will chase you down and kiss you right on the mouth, and the and the last three, that uh, last uh, down through about sixty-eight. Uh, says something along the line, he'll jerk your arm off and beat you to death with it. Now, uh, don't don't let that cause you to turn the channel here, but it's just that there's a blessing and a curse. The blessing's good, the curse is bad. And if you read those verses, you'll see that when the devil's in your house, he will eat your lunch and pop the bag. So there is a way to, to live above that and receive the blessings of Abraham. That Jesus paid such a high price for. He doesn't want you to be poor, he doesn't want you to be sick, and he doesn't want you to go to hell. And so it's so important. I want to talk about that because people are killing themselves today, thinking that they're easing their pain, and the truth of the matter is they're jumping out of the frying pan into the fire. There is an epidemic on suicide at this time. There are people killing themselves uh, to get away from the pain, and, and and it's it's the devil. The CDC started keeping records, and and then they quit in 2020 because uh, the suicide rates were so high that they they didn't want to tell you. But I'm I'm, I'm telling you, the newspaper a year or so ago uh, talked about the different people that were killing themselves. It's so horrible. It's like I said, an epidemic. Um, I, I think we're about ready to take a break here. So we better do that right now. Otherwise, I'll be getting on keeping in that subject. All right. You're listening to Ask the Preacher. Number of the studios, area code 863-682-1430. You're listening to Ask the Preacher, a question and answer talk show with Pastor Wayne Freed of Believers Fellowship Word of Faith Church. Welcome back. This is Wayne Fried. Again, I want to mention to you that tomorrow in Munn Park, right downtown Lakeland, uh, we have a program called Give Thanks. A lot of churches are coming together. A lot of people are going to be A lot of Christians are going to be there. And um, it's a music and arts festival. That's in Munn Park, Saturday, October 29th, 2022. That's tomorrow from 10 in the morning, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's just an all-day thing, so you don't have to be there right at the start. But you can come and go. <clears throat> and then, of course, I just want to mention that October 31st, the Believer's Fellowship, Word of Faith Church, Hallelujah Night. Uh, there's going to be Bible costume contest and snow cones and cotton candy, popcorn games, hay ride, and photo booths. So come and be with us on that day. Now, the reason I was uh, speaking about hell is because there seems to be so many people that are hurting. I, 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 I have so much. I... I'm going to tell you, things are going to get worse. Things are going to get much worse. And um, I was listening to Tucker Carlson last night on cable Fox News. And I'm just going to tell you what he said. I, I mean, you know, this is what he said. Uh, he He's speaking to a lot of people, and it's kind of a bold statement. But he said... Um, that in 25 days, we're going to run a, run out of diesel fuel. And when you don't have diesel fuel, you don't have trucks that can bring you anything you want. Everything's going to shut down in 25 days. <laughs> did, did, did you hear that? <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, I, I I thought just to be sure that I and get it right. I watched it just before I came down here to the station. And uh, just because I, I didn't want to. To quote him wrong. 25 days. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Uh, no diesel fuel. Now, now they may come up with a solution. And I don't remember the guy's name. That's over all this stuff the, uh, that Biden has in, in there. But uh, he has no solution. They don't know what to do. And uh, that's not unusual. Listen to this. The U.K., has projected that more than 10,000 Britons will die by freezing to death because of a lack of heating fuel this winter. That's Britain. That's England. That's the UK. That's not a third world country somewhere off in the distance somewhere. This is the first world country. And 10,000 people, they say, will die because they don't have fuel. oil, Or or actually what they said was they don't have, uh, it's a lack of heating fuel. That's the words they use. You know, one of the big things they're, they're having problems with, they're paying $6 a gallon for um, turpentine. Not, what, what do we call it? Uh, it's not called turpentine anymore, but uh, it's, it's the same thing. It's, uh, it's what poor people use to heat their homes. This is a war against the, the poor. Uh, things are going to get worse. You know what I suggest? Get right with God. God. If the rapture comes, there will be no pain, it's quick. If they drop a bomb on us, there will be no pain, it's quick. You know, we're here in Lakeland, that's central Florida. You've you, you got Patrick Air Force Base uh, over on the east coast, and you've got MacDill um, over on the west coast of Florida. And, and now they're, the way they do these nuclear bombs, they, let them, they blow up a half a mile up. They don't drop them and let them hit the ground and explode. They explode them a half a mile up so they cover more territory. So be of good cheer. If they drop a bomb on us, like you snap your fingers, you will either be in heaven or hell. Now, that's why I'm speaking about hell. The spirit does not burn. God is the spirit, John four twenty four, And in Genesis 1, 26, 27, 28, God created man in his own image after his own likeness. And the uh, spirit doesn't burn up. In the 20th chapter, you might want to read the 20th chapter of Revelation. Uh, there's only 22 chapters uh, in the book of Revelation. That's the last book of the Bible. And chapter 20 only has 15 verses in it. And And the first verse talks about uh, an angel with one hand uh, binds the devil and throws him in the bottomless pit for a thousand years. And so after that, that's when the judgment comes. It could be a white throne judgment. And there's there's quite a bit to it, but it moves fast. 15 verses. And uh, the the beast and the false prophet, the last couple of verses of the chapter pre- previous to the 20th chapter of Revelation, which is chapter 19 right at the end, um, the beast and the false prophet are cast into the bottomless pit. And uh, a thousand years later, a thousand years later, they're still there, and they have not burned up. You know... Um, Someone asked me one time, someone dear to me, they said, I'd like to believe the Bible. I'd like to believe that God loves me and has a wonderful plan for my life. I said, if you really want that, I said, let me tell you how to get it. All you have to do is read the Bible. I don't understand how it works, but it does. Puts faith on you. Did you know David Barton? Now, David Barton is a historian. He's a great man of God. And about five years ago, almost to the day... He said, 72% of pastors in America say they don't believe the Bible. You know why that is? Because they don't read it. They don't read it. If you're a pastor, you need to spend more time than just having a daily devotional. You need to spend time with God in his word. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, great man of God. I believe he was a Baptist preacher. But he said, for every 12 men that say they would die for the Bible... I find only one that'll read it. Isn't that something? Only one that'll read it. No wonder they don't have faith. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Actually, if you study that out, faith comes by revelation of God's word. And the first step in meditation is memorization. People don't even take time to read it, let alone memorize it. But meditating on something will break it down and have it become real to you. If you, it's like digestion. Meditating is like the opposite of worry. You go over it and over it and over it and over it until it gets down on the inside of you. Buddy Harrison used to say when they were kids they'd put BBs in their mouth. You know, shoot with a BB gun and all that. And and, and his mother said, what's that in your mouth? He said, BBs. She said, get those out of your mouth. He said, why do you suppose she was so concerned about that? Because he, she knows if you keep it in your mouth, it'll get down on the inside of you. And meditation is like muttering. If you do a study on the Greek word, it's it's, it's like you mutter it. You go over it and over it. You memorize it, and then you go over it, and you chew it up like a cow chewing its cud. It's chews it up, swallows it, bits it up. Choose it again, swallows it into a different stomach. Pits it up and does it again and again. It's like you could eat 10 pounds of food a day and starve to death if your body didn't take the nutrients out of that food. You, you, you get it through meditation. You need to go over the Word. You ask the, when you read a, a verse of Scripture that speaks to you specifically. You, you take that verse and say, what does it say? And then ask yourself, what does it say t- to me? And then thirdly, what am I going to do about it? It it makes sense that God would put his word, and give us his word to help us through life. Lester Summerall had a vision of the whole world going to hell. And he was just so astonished. And God said, It's your fault. He said, It's not my fault. I don't even know these people. And God said, if you don't tell them, I'll hold their uh, you accountable for their blood. And Lester Summerall said, I, I I don't I don't know what you're talking about. And God said, Ezekiel 3:18 says, you'll be held accountable. He said, I didn't know that's even in there. He he said, well, I've never heard that. And God said, it's in the book. It's in the book. It makes sense that God would write directions in a book. This is Wayne Freed with Ask the Preacher, and we'll be right back right after these words. Welcome back to Ask the Preacher, a question-and-answer talk show with Pastor Wayne Freed of Believer's Fellowship Word of Faith Church. Hello, this is Wayne Freed, and I want to remind you that tomorrow at uh, Munn Park from 10 to 5 is uh, Give Thanks. It's a music and arts festival, and we encourage you to be there. Um, I am going to come back to this. I I just uh, think it's so important because uh, I was reaching for a gun to blow my brains out when God stopped me with a vision uh, many years ago, 53 years ago. But I was facing a lot of time in prison, and uh, I just didn't want to live anymore. I wasn't happy. And I, honestly, I don't find very many happy people. The only people I know of that are happy are either new converts that just got saved in Christ, you know, uh, or, or people who have learned how to overcome the enemy. And they're strong. They're sons of God, not just little weeby, wimpy babies, asking God to do everything for them. You know, I like the I like the Christian that says, "I got this, God. I got this." You know, just just uh, no, no, I'm not even going to ask you to get involved in this. You've already done all you're going to do about it, and it's all that needs to be done. And you come on like a son, and you put the devil in his place. You know, uh, uh, Acts 10:38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. And with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Did you know in Acts 1 4, it says that God commanded them not to leave Jerusalem until they received the power of the Holy Spirit? And in verse 8, it says, You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and other parts of the earth. So... You, you know, if you, if you if you grow up in Jesus, and the fourth chapter, my goodness, the fourth chapter of Ephesians, like you, you read verse 11, he says, "...to give apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of service and to build up the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, under the measure uh, under the perfect man, under the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that you henceforth be no more children." tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him and to all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body. And then he goes on to talk about the body being in, in, in unity together. Listen, you shouldn't stay a baby. The reason so many Christians backslide and they're so unhappy is because they, they go to churches that just teach to be saved, and they've been saved for 20 years. You know what I mean? They're bored. You need to learn how to walk in what Jesus gave us. He redeemed us from the curse of the law. Poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. You should not be poor. You know, we we went out to eat the other day. We have a little luncheon. We, we go out on Tuesdays at 2 o'clock and change restaurants, but just a bunch of us people— Sometimes only one or two, so I don't mean a lot. But the other day we were talking and got talking about tithing. I said, you know, when I, when when I, I I've been big on tithing, they introduced me to somebody and they said he's he's real strong on tithing. And I said, you know, I've always done that. I real strong on tithing, and uh, I I tell people they should tithe, and I always was persecuted about that because people would argue it's under the law, blah 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 blah. All right, uh, but you see, you can't get the blessings without the tithe. How do I get on this so quickly? But it's Malachi 3.10 says, uh, well, he starts off saying, you've robbed God. And they said, where going we rob God? Verse, verse 6 and 8. Uh, he said, uh, in, in your tithe, bring all the tithe into the storehouse and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I'll not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, there won't be room enough to receive it. So I preached tithing and people criticized me for it. And now I'm in the latter part of my life. I'll be 74 in just a little over a month. And, and you know, now i'm rich now you know you can say what you want but i mean i have more than enough poor is less than enough and rich is more than enough and i have far more than enough and i've paid my tithe and supported missions and gave offerings and alms for 53 years my wife and i and now we're rich i don't want to go into all of it but we're rich and and in second corinthians uh eight nine it said Jesus became what we were, so we could be rich. Just just read it. He became sick, so we could be healed. He became sin, so we could be saved. And he became poor, so we could become rich. That's the curse of the law. He redeemed us from the curse of the law. And if, if 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 you are poor, you can't do too much for God. You can't maybe even buy gas to get to church. You see, you you don't want to be poor. That's something you need to conquer. And you can do that if you study it. Find out what God says. He said, give, and it'll be given unto you. Be a giver, and God will give you more. So learn how to not be poor. We live by faith. And then sick, my goodness, Uh, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, Matthew 8, 17, 1 Peter 2, 24. 1 Peter 2, 24 looks back to the cross and says, by a stripes you were healed. When are you going to believe that you've received your healing? Think about it. Mark eleven twenty four says, What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. You've got to believe you got it before you get it. That comes through meditating in the Word. It's a, it's a miracle. The Word of God comes alive, strengthens your spirit, man. Instead of a, a, a backbone like a jellyfish, he'll give you a backbone like a crowbar. and And you can be made free if you continue in his Word. And don't quit. You'll be disciples indeed. And the truth will make you free. The truth you know and act upon. So if you'll believe you've received your healing and get up with the pain right there looking you in the eye and just live into the picture and say, I'm healed, devil, you're a liar, it's going to pass. So I walk basically in divine health. That doesn't mean I'm perfect. Doesn't mean I never miss it. Doesn't mean I've never gotten sick. But I'm not. I'm not a sick person. I don't get sick. As a general rule, I don't get sick. That's like uh, you see somebody walking, they stumble. You say, how long you been doing that? Well, what do you mean? Walking, no stumbling. Well— Anybody can stumble. Anybody can open the door to the devil, get mad, do something, and the devil comes in and and puts sickness on him. But all they got to do is submit themselves to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from them, James 4, 7. You can't get everything you need to know about being redeemed from the curse of the law by listening to me speak a few minutes on the radio. You need to find a good church and get submitted to it and get a hold of your Bible and spend time with God letting that word speak to you. I'll just throw this out real quick. I would encourage you to start with the New Testament. You say, "Well, I always read a book from the beginning to the end." Well, that—that's—that that, I understand that, and I've read the Bible a bunch, 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 bunch. The Lord dealt with me one time about telling somebody how many, how many times I've read the Bible. I don't want it to become a thing of pride. I just want to tell you, the old's old and the news new. Spend most of your time in the new. Now it's all God's word. I read it all, but the New Testament will tell you what belongs to you right now and give you the freedom to rise above the circumstances of life now i wanted to go go back talking about hell jesus made one thing really really clear and you don't have to be a theologian to understand this but in mark 9 starting with verse 43 he said if thy hand offend thee cut it off and, and 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 cast it from thee it's better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to be cast into hell, uh, into in hell where the, oh, my goodness, I'm running out of time. Uh, where the worm dieth not, and the fire's not quenched. And verse forty-five: If thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It's better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Forty-six: Where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Forty-seven: And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It's better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. That's Mark 9, verse 43 through 48. That's just one passage. Did, did you know that there there are three words for hell in in the Bible, in the New Testament? I'm not dealing with the word Sheol in the Old Testament, just in, in the Greek. It's Gehenna, Hades, and to Taurus. Gehenna is used 12 times. It's synonymous with the lake of fire. Same thing as the lake of fire. But the word Gehenna itself is used 12 times. And of those 12, Jesus spoke at 11 of the 12 times. Hades is used 10 times. And it, uh, uh, by the way, Gehenna is the eternal abode of the wicked. Hades is like the county jail. They're only there until judgment. And then they will be cast into Gehenna. Tartarus is only used one time in 2 Peter 2.4, and uh, it's the abode of the angels that uh, that Satan led out of heaven, and they're held in chains of darkness unto that day of judgment. <clears throat> in, in 2 Thessalonians 1, 1 1.7, uh, and I wanted to read that to you. In the Amplified, I told you I'm here by myself, and I am so sorry that I am having to turn in my Bible to this. I try to quote these things, but I don't know everything. Second Thessalonians 1, 7. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. And that word... Everlasting destruction does not mean annihilation. And I don't have time to talk about that because we are just about to take a break. Um, I want to tell you some things about hell. And so if you could come back or stay with us. Um, hell is eternal separation from God. It's the wicked and all nations that forget God will be cast into hell. The fearful. Revelation twenty-one eight. Read 7 and 8 matter of fact when we come back i think i'll start there and uh we're ready to take a break all right we'll be right back right after these words you're listening to ask the preacher a question and answer talk show with pastor wayne freed of believers fellowship word of faith church welcome back this is wayne freed reminding you once again that tomorrow morning from 10 to 5 at munn park we're going to have a special music and arts festival called give thanks so you are invited please come and of course october 31st from 6 30 to 8 30 we have uh, what we call a hallelujah night we do not celebrate halloween but we do celebrate jesus okay and that's uh, you can come dressed in a a costume particularly uh i I know the children like to do this but you don't have to be a kid you can just be a a free person okay a bible costume contest and snow cones and popcorn and games and things like that okay i was talking to you about hell and and the reason i want to share this is because i came so close to going there and people just don't don't realize how horrible hell is and there's so many scriptures that deal with this but I don't have time. I'm just limited by time and space. But in Revelation 19:20, it says the beast and the false prophet are cast alive. Uh, these both were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. And then if you go to the 20, 20th chapter and verse 10, it says, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and they shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. They've been in there. If you read the context They've been there a thousand years, and they did not burn up. Hell is not annihilation. Spirit doesn't burn. And uh, so, again, I'm moving forward. Hell is eternal separation from God, and man is the spirit, so he doesn't burn up. The wicked and all nations that forget God, Psalms 917 says, they will go to hell. Uh, the fearful, Revelation 21.8. Let me start with verse 7. Revelation 21 7 and 8 he that overcometh shall inherit all things and i will be his god and he shall be my son he that overcometh that word is used seven times in the first um three uh, chapter two and three of revelation talking about the seven churches of asia and with each one it says to each one of them he that overcometh so there is a a fight to faith there's the good fight of faith it's not going to fall on you like ripe cherries off a tree. Somebody said, I thought salvation was free. No, 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 no. It's just that you can't buy it. Salvation costs the blood of Jesus. Salvation costs Jesus everything. No, salvation's not free. Salvation was paid for. It's a gift to you. You cannot earn it. But don't say it was free because God loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son. But you do have to receive it. It's a gift, but you got to receive it. You know, these scriptures here, like Second uh, 2 Corinthians excuse me, 13, 5, examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. You know, just most people think that on the day of judgment, God's going to weigh a person's good works against the bad, and if the good outweighs the bad, you make heaven, and if they don't, you go to hell. But that's not what the Bible teaches. Jesus said in John 3, 3 and John 3, 7, ye must be born again. See, man is born with the nature of the devil. You can find that in Ephesians 2, 2 and 3. And, and that's why Jesus said you got to be born again because people come into this world with the nature of the devil. That's what Adam's sin came upon all of us. Read the fifth chapter of Romans. Um, but but you see, we have to have that heavenly nature, that godly nature, that love nature. And uh, even Jesus said in John 5, 39, search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. People quote the Bible all the time. I was quoting um, um, Ephesians 4, 14. Listen to this. Uh, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things. Wait, wait, wait I want thirteen. Uh, it, it says, uh, "Oh, here I am looking, looking, looking for it." If you give me just a second. I, I can quote it if I start from the beginning. Um, four thirteen of Ephesians. Till we all come to measure. All right, fourteen. That we henceforth be no more children. This is Ephesians four fourteen. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine. Listen to this. By the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Where do you think these people are? Down in the bar? Down in the shooting gallery where people shooting up drugs? No. Those people already belong to the devil. These these are people in the church. I, I had read this who knows how many times. But a few years ago I read it and it hit me like a rock. Says, By the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, they are trying to deceive you. There are people who tell you once you get saved, you can never lose it. Well, you you may not could ever lose it. Oh, they say God's faithful; He'll never leave you. No, I agree with all that, but you can leave Him. Well, what what do you do with all the scriptures? There's so many scriptures. Here here's one I thought was especially interesting. It's Second 2 Peter two twenty two. Uh, you can't you can't miss that. Second 2 Peter two twenty two. but it has happened unto them, according to the true, true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Folks, don't be deceived. Uh, Second, Thess- uh, Second Corinthians 13, 5 again. Examine yourself. See whether you be in the faith. Uh, John five thirty nine. Search the scriptures, Jesus said. For in them you think you have eternal life. There's so many scriptures. Now, I want to come back to the seventh chapter. We overcome. He that overcometh. Uh, shall inherit all things, and I'll be his God, and he'll be my son. And verse 21, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. I want to help you so much, but you're going to have to spend some time with God. Get in the Bible. Who else goes to hell? The hypocrites. Who else? The unprofitable servant. Who else? The backslider. How about the lukewarm? Whoever's not found written in the book of life. Those who save their lives will lose it. But those who lose their lives for his sake shall find it unto eternal life. And what does a man profit if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And those who don't bear fruit. Thank you for listening to Ask the Preacher. Hope to see you at Munn Park tomorrow morning from 10 to 5. God bless you and have a great weekend. See you